Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. It's me. And Drew Shepard. I'm here. So what's up? So in my journeys of trying to recruit listeners, I discovered that I actually did recruit someone to listen to one episode. Okay. Uh, the keyword there is one, but <laughs> um, we had... Let me guess. Let me Go guess. Ahead. Go ahead. It was Laura. No, no, I don't. Oh, oh, okay. You don't know this person. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the stranger okay. on the street. Laura wrote in last week um, and uh, asked us a question uh, last week or something. I don't know. Whenever we read those, I think it was a couple a couple episodes ago, actually. Um, and uh, and I don't think she's listened to any of them yet. I don't know if she's listened to that episode or not. Laura, <laughs> nah, nah. if you hear this episode and you hear us talking about about you, uh, let us know. Let us know and be curious. This will be the test. Yeah. <laughs> did we hook her? Or did we lose her? <laughs> Probably by the anyway, time she ahead. gets this far, we'll be done. Maybe. No, this is we look. When I num Drew, we'll get back to your story here. Oh, best. when I numbered the episodes, I intentionally made it three digits because I figure we probably won't get to episode 1000, but I figured we would potentially get past episode 100. So if you look at the episode titles, it's episode zero, zero, one. That's the first episode. True. And this, this is definitely a podcast that I could see, uh, see people binging for an entire weekend, you know, unable to control the urge to listen more. So absolutely. And then jettisoning themselves out into space. (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> <laughs> have to like, question what they've what they're doing with their lives <laughs> yes <laughs> uh no we're making history we're the number one the star wars brothers podcast on itunes i would hope so <laughs> <laughs> i really hope we're not number two <laughs> uh all right no, but I can answer your question, Cliff. Yeah. Um, her, the answer is no, she has not. But I, I, I will go ahead and just save you the suspense there um, because I have asked her husband and also her colleague, uh, Scott. Um, I'm like, so y'all said you were going to write in, but you haven't yet. And their excuse for it, were we, well, we sent you a text message with our questions. I was like, that's mm, not the same. That's not the same. Look. Listeners, the if you want to be read in the episode, here. don't send us a text. No. Write an email. It's not that hard. Come on. Put in the extra effort. <laughs> Write an email. I know it's antiquated technology, but <laughs> this is so, an antiquated I mean, podcast. So, <laughs> do, we, do we have a fax? Do they, could they fax us a, uh, a question? You can fax us. Yeah, if you can okay. figure out what my fax number is. Uh, you could probably find me on the internet if you really look hard. Um, not that hard. You know my name. You could probably find me. You know, uh, you probably know where I live if you've if you've been actually listening. You know generally where I live, and so you could find me, and you could figure out what my fax number is if you want to fax me a question. I hope I don't get fired. <laughs> no, I would. I'm just kidding. Um, I wouldn't. You can fax me a question. My my uh, my assistant's going to be like, what? <laughs> you don't know what's going on but it's just us two in the office so it'll get to me she might throw it away actually 
if you fax us, also email me and email us and let us know that you faxed, faxed me so that I can be on the lookout and have that awkward conversation with Sandra <laughs> where I tell her that I do a podcast about Star Wars. <laughs> Sandra doesn't listener. know. <laughs> uh, you mean you haven't told Sandra about us yet? Are you a no, or something? No, Sandra doesn't know. <laughs> I would You're be I would be a little embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed. What? I'd be embarrassed to tell Sandra. <laughs> and you're telling me to tell my boss's boss about the podcast and you won't tell your assistant. I didn't say I wouldn't tell her. I just said I'd be embarrassed to tell her. So because she she wouldn't respond. She would just <laughs> she would just keep a blank expression on her face and say, Okay. <laughs> That's what she would do. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, and that's about Sandra. Sandra's wonderful. She's fantastic. Sandra, if you're listening, you're awesome. (laughs) She's not listening. (laughs) It's no way, (laughs) no way in a million years (laughs) she could listen to this, that she would ever listen to this. So like literally if we were on, if we, if we lived 1 million year long lives, she would die before she heard this episode. So. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I can put most of my family in that category too. <laughs> like when my brother got me the Star Wars, um, the Stormtrooper spatula and the Millennium Falcon waffle maker for Christmas. He's he's going into the store and he's like, "We're spending money on this. Are you for real?" <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, he listened to an episode. They listened to an episode. He or well, they? My, uh, my cousin's husband, um, they were down visiting Disney. And so we had dinner with them last night. Okay. Uh, Wait, this is different from your coworker? I, I've never said my coworker. No, you know, no coworkers <laughs> okay. at all for me. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm just confused. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin's husband, they were all their family down Disney, had dinner with them. And we were talking about Rebels because he was saying that him and his kids are watching Rebels. And I was just asking about it. I said, oh, yeah, you know, we have a (laughs) we have a podcast where we do Clone Wars. And he just smirked and said, oh, I know you told me at Thanksgiving. And I was like, "Okay." (laughs) And I was like, well, have you given a listen? He's like, yeah, I listened to the first episode. And I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, the first episode was good. And so I'm like, but did you though? Did you really listen? He's like, yeah, I did. And he told me about it, about how he's like, y'all ranked your favorite Star Wars movies. Like, okay, you're you're not just a poser here. You actually did listen. Good. I'm well, but that. he could have gotten that from reading the title. Oh, well, I- I'm not going to interrogate someone I see twice a year. So <laughs> if it's my wife, then yeah, I'll interrogate her. I was like, did you though? What was my how many, first? <laughs> yeah. How many episodes has, uh, has Amy listened to, Drew? Oh, that's a big zero. Probably about as many as Shauna has. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Shauna's listened to one. I believe she listened to one. I don't remember. No, there's questionable things we've put in here. I, I don't really want her listening to all of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. Uh, oh, good. John. Hey, <laughs> what's going on, man? So uh, I got a camper today. Got a pop-up camper. Yeah. Um, cool. Got a really good deal on it. We've been wanting one for a while. And so I've been watching Facebook, and they've been really hard to find really all year last year. 
they were hard to find apparently because of quarantines and stuff. And so drove, uh, about an hour and a half out. Actually, my wife met me. I was already out that direction for work and uh, picked up a pop-up and drove home in the, a monsoon of a storm and got home and my basement was flooded. So pretty exciting. That's horrible. So yeah. tell you didn't really finish telling me about the damage. You did say that your basement yeah. was flooded. So it's flooded um, before. I thought I had it fixed and had put a sump pump in where it would pump the water out. Turns out there was something uh, wrong with my sump pump system and it was pumping the water out and basically right back in. Oh, okay. Um, So that was, that was not cool. Um, But uh, we do have some ducks now. We got some baby ducks a few weeks ago. Uh, So if the floodwaters don't reside pretty soon, I'll just put them in the basement. (laughs) That'd be cool. That'd yeah. be cool. I saw a picture of those baby ducks too. Yeah, they're uh, they're kids, pretty awesome. Kids are playing with them. Yeah, that's awesome. That's we fantastic. got a pond and they uh, they follow us around outside. Mm-hmm. And they're they're pretty fun. So we got so this three isn't... peeking ducks, like the peeking Affleck ducks. ducks. Okay. All right. I keep imagining these little ducklings just right behind a step, popping up and then popping back down, and popping up and peeking over the edge. So. Peeking. Yeah. They're actually, uh, I mean, they're growing a lot faster than our chickens. They're like okay. four times the size of our baby chickens. Wow. Okay. Um, and they're going to get pretty, pretty big. So yeah, we've never had ducks before. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. Hoping the dogs keep the uh, coyotes away. W- wait, you consider them your ducks? Yeah, they're my ducks. Like you bought them or they yeah. just showed up? No, I bought them. I, I paid oh, for ducklings, them. like little bitty. Oh, a few day old ducklings and we're raising them. I don't them. know why. Maybe I missed it. I was just imagining that a mama duck wandered onto your property and had babies, but I guess that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> no, <laughs> but that was the scenario in my mind. Okay. For our listeners, we are oh. walking through John's house, uh, peering down into a Rubbermaid container with hay on the bottom. And there are three uh, very adorable ducks uh, primed, and ready for Easter. Yes. And then Sunday. And then there are our chickens. That's a lot of chickens. Yep. 24, I think. 24 chickens. Are you sure that's a house or is that a tractor supply? Uh, I'm not (laughs) sure myself half the time. Wait, do they sell, do they sell chicks at tractor supply? They do. Oh, cool. We got some there. We got some at rural King and we got some at the, uh, local co-op. How interesting. I didn't know that. That's awesome, man. Seriously. If our neighborhood would allow us to do that, we would totally have chickens, but Mm, there's no way. Yeah. So some neighborhoods allow you to have like three um, and then some just none. And most most neighborhoods don't allow you to have roosters at all. You can't even hardly feed one person off of three chickens. Well, that's three eggs a day. I mean, how often do you eat eggs? Some people not every day. Yeah, okay. If it's the right kind of chicken. Or you can yeah. eat the chicken and have three uh, chicken dinners. Sure. <laughs> so that's a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, what's new for me? Uh, we have been playing a new game, Villainous. Drew, I know you've played Villainous. John, have you ever heard of Villainous? Mm-mm. I've not. So it's a really, really neat game, board game. Shauna loves board games. And 
I used to love board games. And then I got to where I didn't really like competition very much. Fierce competition because it stresses me out. And um, I actually really like to be competitive, but, but I need someone to just sort of match my competitive spirit perfectly. Otherwise it, it stresses me out. Like if somebody's a little bit more competitive than me, you know, what bothers me the most is vendettas. I hate vendettas when we're playing games. Um, I hate it when, when, so for instance, this is different than a vendetta, but like if there's a disagreement over a rule, it's like one person wants the rule to be whatever advantages them. And the other person wants the rule to be whatever advantages them rather than both just trying to figure out what the rule actually says. Um, it's that kind of stuff. I don't like, I just, it's like, let's just, let's just figure out the right way to play the game. Let's be really competitive and let's not take any of it personally. And it's hard to find a perfect match for games like that. Um, so the competitiveness aspect, I'm not a big fan of, but this game is, is more of a play your own game. And about the only thing that you do that affects the other person is you can land on these spots that allow you to, to attack them with other, with cards that are, completely disconnected from your realm and then they can attack you with cards that are in your realm. And anyway, it's really cool. You picked, you pick a Disney villain out. Um, so you picked Jafar or Scar or Lady Tremaine or uh, some villain from a Gaston, some villain from a Disney film. And then you've got these four different locations and all these cards, heroes that are against you. Um, all these cards that give you items and abilities and, and everybody has a different objective. So, so for example, Prince John from Robin hood wins the game. If he starts his turn with 20 tokens and tokens are the currency that everybody uses. Whereas there's some that are super complicated. Like Jaf Jafar has to um, unlock the cave of wonders with an item and then use another item to make the genie appear. He plays a magic lamp to make the genie appear. And then he's got to uh, hypnotize the genie to be on his side and then he's got to get the magic lamp moved from the cave of wonders over to the palace so <laughs> some of them are pretty straightforward and then some of them have a lot of steps to them but it's you know i don't really know how well designed of a game it is but it is so much fun to play they did such a good job theming all the villains um and having the things that you do in the game relate to what's in the movies and uh, it's actually a really great two-player game um, and so Sean and I were sitting down tonight, actually, and playing a two-player version of, of Villainous uh, before we were uh, interrupted by the need to come over and over here and podcast instead. So, oh. so it's all laid out on our table. We've played with some friends a few times. Uh, this is the first time we've played ourselves together, and it, it's pretty fun. And so it's got me looking into other games as well and, and uh, trying to find other co-op games that might be really good for Sean and I to play together. That might be a good thing for us to, you know, spend time together um, in hard to do, hard to do these days because, because of kids, it's hard to just have one-on-one -on -one time where you can actually focus on something um, when kids are in play. And I guess we could get a babysitter. It seems kind of silly to get a babysitter just so we can play a board game together. So it's just kind of whatever little, win little limited window of time we may have after the kids go to bed. If we don't have other things that we need to get done um, or if Sean is not too tired, you know, I'm going to play it up late anyway, but, but that's been a lot of fun. Highly recommend villainous. I think it's a pretty casual game. I don't know if, if a serious board game player would like it or not, but I know that for somebody super casual with board games like me, it's a blast to play, especially if you're a Disney fan. So, so that's what's going on with me. All right. You guys know what time it is? 
It is 11.05. One more thing, though. Just reminded me of something. 12.05 restroom. It's getting late. <laughs> so uh, good. if we need to do a part one and two, we could. But uh, watched, a, uh, watched a movie with the kids this week. Oh, okay. Um, on Disney Plus, and I recommend mm-hmm. it. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Let me see if I can find. It's a new one. Okay. I don't see it on my. I don't know how to work this. I'm like an old person. Drew, did you watch The Mighty Ducks growing up? I did. Oh, wait. Growing up. Yes, I did growing up, like the okay. old one. Yeah. Isn't there a new movie announced for the Mighty Ducks? That, or is it that a was my confusion. I, I don't know if the new one is called the Mighty Ducks growing up or what it's called, but I've seen, <laughs> I've seen it as advertised yeah, on no, Disney+. I'm Plus. kind of excited about that. I, I'm, I'm wanting to go back in and rewatch those three. Um, so, and then, and then watch, I don't know if it's a series. I think maybe it's a series. I'm not sure if it's a new movie or a series. Did you find it, John? So I, I didn't find it. I'll describe it. It's about a squirrel. Um, oh, I know. I've seen that advertised on yeah. there. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is, you know, how Disney like owns everything now. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Marvel and uh, uh, Star Spider-Man. Wars. And right. so so there's a lot of that. Flora and Ulysses. Glora and Ulysses. Flora and Ulysses. Yeah, I've seen it. And that it's about this, uh, this super powered squirrel. And there's oh, really? a lot of like. Uh, Star Wars references and people wearing Star Wars shirts and like the comic book okay. guys. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, a uh, fun movie. I, I recommend it. Kids loved it, uh, but it was cool. enjoyable too. So awesome. Watch Did it. Meadow actually pay attention? Oh, yeah. To she, it? she loved it. Flora wow, and Ulysses. Okay. And okay. She, because the little squirrel was uh, Meadow you know, is, like is a real squirrel. Two? Uh, almost two. She's 21 two. months. Um, right now. And, uh, she, yeah, she loved it. Uh, she just right. kept staring because the squirrel would do all these things. Oh, yeah. And yeah. The yeah. evil cat that's in it. And, um, cool. No, it was, it was it a fun out. movie. Yep. Good, good family, fun movie. I'll try to report back next week and let you know what my family thought of it. We'll see. We'll see if we all can right. arrange that. I think Luke so. will like it. All right. Do you know what time it is now? It is now John eleven oh eight. The joke, <laughs> the second time. <laughs> it's time for or wars. Oh, or wars. You remember how the game is played? It's still eleven oh eight. I'm going to give you two things to choose between this or that, and you make the choice. You can take you can take a minute to think about it if you want. Not a minute. You can take a couple seconds to think about it if you want to. But your responses are supposed to be pretty quick. Um, and, uh, you're going to, you're going to pick one of the two and then explain why you chose that over the other. Okay. It can be a sentence, two sentences, something simple and straightforward. Um, I've got the order that I'm going to ask these things pre-selected. Um, so somebody's going to volunteer to go first. And at the end, I'm going to decide on which, um, which one of you wins. On, the, on a completely arbitrary measure. Last week, John, you won because you used the word amazing when you were discussing Spider-Man, and I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> so it can be, it can be anything. You, know, just, um, that was you definitely get points last by week. Anyways. An accident. <laughs> well, <laughs> that makes it even better. So, That's right. Um, so I don't know if we'll keep score, but, uh, but for now we are because, John, it's, it's one point. John, zero points, Drew. Um, who wants to go first? 
I don't care. <laughs> I don't either. Flip a coin. Somebody just somebody just I'll go first. Say okay, John, laser swords or lightsabers? Ooh, lightsabers. And because it seems more professional, seems more Jedi like to say lightsabers than laser swords. Like Anakin. When he's okay. a kid. Okay. Okay. Hannigan, when he was a kid, what said laser swords or lightsabers? Yeah. He said, he said laser swords. swords. Yeah. Okay. All right. Drew, lightsabers or blasters? Lightsabers. They require more skill to use. Anyone can just pull a trigger. Okay. John, blasters or blastoise? Oh, that is a tough one. Um, you know, Blastoise, like the Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I think I'm gonna have to go with Blastoise uh, <laughs> because, uh, uh, like, I, I just think of having either one. Uh, it'd be pretty amazing to have a Blastoise. And I wasn't referring that wasn't a Spider-Man reference with the word "amazing" there. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Drew, Supreme Leader Snoke or Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un? Man, why don't I get a Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> um, Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un. He is quite hysterical, actually. If you have listened to anything he's ever said, there is no way anyone can actually take him seriously. The way he dresses, his hair, I mean, it's... It's out there. So, Snoke, I could actually see as a legit bad guy, but the funny thing is the legit guy in Korea is not at all serious. Okay. I hear um, a missile coming. Yeah, I'm going to have to give that point to, to John. And not because of an answer you gave, but because when North Korea takes over the world and they scan through the internet history for uses of the term Kim Jong-un, I don't want to be seen awarding the person that laughs at him. It's okay. It's okay. So that's why. That's why. I'll so find my answer. You don't have And to. cowardice. I fear on a point. Fear okay. and cowardice. Well, that leads uh, to the dark you side. Your point. <laughs> but okay. This week, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Oh, no. Forget you. Forget you, Kim Jong-un. Point goes to Drew. You've inspired me. I'm inspired by your bravery. It's one-to-one. <laughs> so I did hear, like, the computers and stuff in North Korea, when you get on them, they'll say, like, Windows by Kim Jong-un. Like he claims to have, he claims to like have created everything that the people have that's remotely good. Um, So horrible because I don't know if that is actually true or not. But if it's true, that the problem is that a lot of those people believe it, you know, because they don't know any better. Well, you know, back in the day, it was uh, thought that Al Gore created the internet. So that's true. We're not. uh, We're not better. (laughs) Yeah. No, we're we're better. We're way better. better. We are better. We're way better. Yeah, North Korea is kind of scary. North Korea is a little scary. Um, Great. That's it for Or Wars.
Join us next week for the next installment of Horror Wars. Do you have theme music for that? No, I should. I thought about it. Um, we can come up with it right now. Here's what I was thinking. You know how when the Star Wars logo logo pops up and it goes, so I thought I could say each week after we get done, you know, talking about whatever nonsense we're talking about right before we go and do the episode summary, I could say, hey, you guys know what time it is. And rather than making the same joke every week, y'all could go, and I could say, or wars while you do that. You want to try it? See, see how it sounds. John. Sorry. I was distracted by meadow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did so, you hear my suggestion here? Uh, yeah. The music okay, so try or wars. Hey, do you guys know what time it is? Duh. Or like wars. John. Okay. John, you got to do what Drew did. Go. Duh. So we have to do it in unison. In. Yeah. You do it together. Hey, do you guys know what time it is? Or wars. <laughs> and now let's just, I'll just okay. say it's time for all wars. I think that's a bad idea. If y'all have a better idea, if either one of y'all wants to come up with a theme song or an introduction, um, there's a, uh, there's so, a chance we'll use it here. So when you, High when chance. you say or wars, I yeah. think of, uh, I think it was command and conquer where you had to mine or, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. It's and either find it into yeah, we could call it either or wars. No, let's not complicate. I this. thought about calling it that one or that one because that's you remember how when we were growing up, oh that's how yeah, we picked what book we were going to read for the night. So Drew, when we were growing up, our dad used to read us books. It was like long novels, not long junior novels, but um, uh, he would have us pick. We had a big stack of options, and we would all take turns picking, and he'd say that one or that one, that one or that one, and go through the whole stack until you were left with just one, but he'd take whichever one you picked. And that would be the next one that went up against the next one in the pile. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it narrowed it down to one choice at the end. I actually thought about constructing that segment based on that and doing it at that one or that one. Kind of like I did where I said lightsabers or laser swords. Then I said, uh, lightsabers or blasters. Well, I was, I would have said laser swords or blasters if you picked laser swords. Um, but that was that's pretty much the only instance in all of the ideas that I had for that segment that that would be relevant. And uh, and I thought of it too late to redo it. <laughs> nah. Or worse, it is. Anyway, uh, Drew, you're going to give us the episode summary this week. Appreciate you doing that. So have at it. All right. Arc so we start off say. with our first episode, which is called Sabotage. And in this episode, Anakin and Ahsoka are in battle on a distant planet, but are quickly summoned back to the Jedi Temple to investigate a bombing. It is rumored that a a Jedi has been involved, and so they are seen as ideal candidates because they were off-world, so it is certainly not them. Uh, They go through the investigatory process, and they narrow it down to a suspect, Jakar Bamoni. Um, and they meet his wife. They're having a hard time finding him, but they meet his wife. And her name is Letta. And discovered that through a series of events that she's covered in nanodroids. And later, actually, they find Jakar's hand and believe that he was the bomb. 
So he was somehow created into the bomb some way, somehow through the nano droids. And Letta is seen as the primary suspect. And so they bring her in to question her. Um, and the suspective motive at the time is that she's being used or she did it to turn public opinion against the Jedi. And in the next episode, the Jedi who knew too much, we start off with Yoda giving an, a eulogy for the Jedi who died. And Ahsoka's old friend, Barris is there. We've seen her in a number of episodes. And she's clearly distraught by the deaths as she knows someone, one of the members who was killed during the, uh, during the bombing. And we also run into our favorite Admiral Tarkin again and speak with him, who informs them that Leta is now in military custody since it is no longer a, a Jedi matter. Uh, while in there, Leta specifically asks for Ahsoka, saying that she's the only one that she can trust. And Ahsoka arrives at the prison and, you know, she has to give up her lightsaber and all of her communication devices and to go meet Leta. And while she's speaking with her, Leta is about to reveal the name of the real Jedi behind everything, but then she is force choked. But of course, since Ahsoka's in the room with her and there's no audio, it sort of looks like Ahsoka is doing the choking of Leta, the force choking. And so Ahsoka is actually put in prison because of that, because I think she kills her. Um, and so Anakin comes in to take a look around, see what's going on. But of course, Anakin can't get to her either. And just through a series of events, Ahsoka is able to actually escape um, to get out. But, you know, this sounds all the alarms. And so everyone thinks she's the one that did. And so it turns into a chase scene uh, with Anakin chasing her through as well. Uh, she escapes through the pipe system in Coruscant. It eventually jumps to the lower levels in Coruscant and flies down on a ship. Then that leads us to the third episode to catch a Jedi. And here we start out with the Jedi Council thinking that Ahsoka might be guilty, but they want to send Anakin and Plo Kloon to try and find her and actually, you know, see if they can settle it out a little bit more. And while in the underworld of Coruscant, Ahsoka actually contacts Barris to give her frequent updates. And then while down there, she also meets Ventress, who is now a bounty hunter. And Ventress captures Ahsoka and she's going to take her into the authorities for the money. But Ahsoka is able to actually strike a deal with her where she says, I will get, you know, hopefully try and get you a pardon. I'll put in a good word for you with the Jedi council. Maybe, maybe they'll be able to um, actually, uh, you know, you can live maybe a normal life after this. So maybe if you can help me out, I can help you out. And so the deal is actually made and Ventress decides to help Ahsoka and Barris contacts Ahsoka one more time, and she lets her know that there's some evidence of nanodroids in a warehouse. And so Ventress leads her there, uh, and Ventress leaves Ahsoka. But later, Ventress is knocked out, and her lightsabers are taken by some shadowy figure. And then that same shadowy figure attacks Ahsoka in the warehouse, and Ahsoka believes it to be Ventress during the fight. Um, but Ahsoka is sorely beaten and then eventually captured uh, by Commander Wolf and taken back into prison, which leads us to the final episode of the arc, The Wrong Jedi, 
where the Jedi Council decide to cast out Ahsoka from the Jedi Order and allow her to undergo a military trial with Admiral Tarkin as the prosecutor. Padme is going to defend her, but the evidence just seems like it's going to be stacked up against her. And so Anakin decides to go and look for more evidence on his own. And eventually he finds Ventress, who tells him that Ahsoka was uh, talking to Barriss. And then Anakin confronts Barriss, who at this point, um, you know, has been very nonchalant about all of this. And a lightsaber battle ensues when Barriss admits that she was the one behind all of this. And, you know, Anakin, of course, wins, knocks her out. And then for the trial, just as Palpatine is about to read the verdict, Anakin comes through with Barriss, and then she confesses to everything. And then the, the twist is the Jedi Council asks Ahsoka to actually come back to the Order, but then she refuses, and Anakin tries to stop her, but to no avail. And that'll wrap up the quick summary. Yeah, <clears throat> that final moment. I mean, we'll get there, but doesn't just try to stop her has a very emotional exchange where she just turns around and walks away from the Jedi order. Um, what a moment, what a moment we need to talk about that, but let's get some of the less important things out of the way. First, what was up with that investigator's head? Did y'all notice that the droid? No, no, no. The investigator, there was an investigator that went in to examine um, one of the crime scenes and he was so doofy looking. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't. Oh, okay. All right. Um, was it in the first episode? Maybe I'm thinking of a different arc actually. Now that I think about it, what, where, when was that moment? Was that last? There, there was, was an time? arc. Yes. There was an arc where it was the Coruscant police investigator yeah 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 okay Goofy. i'm on the i'm on the wrong arc i'm on the wrong arc thinking about him for some reason i remembered him appearing in this arc but i guess it wasn't um and i guess that's just because there was an investigation but the investigation here was was of the of yeah the that's him no no no, that's not him that's not who no? i'm thinking of not who i'm thinking of so i think it was this arc i don't i don't remember the moment maybe i shouldn't have brought it up i thought y'all might have noticed because his head was so so stupid looking um we'll move on from that so this explosion here, uh, really interesting to me, as they went into the investigation, the living conditions of those who work in the Jedi Temple as sort of your everyday laborers are terrible. They basically live in the slums. They're working for the Jedi, but the pay must stink. Yeah. And you would think of all people, the Jedi should pay a fair wage, right? John, what do you think? I think you it's more that? of like I saw you yeah, nodding there. Yeah, I think it's more of like a like an honor. Like I serve the Jedi, you know. I'm not not good enough to be one. Don't have my midichlorians high enough. I really like them though, and so uh, so I'm I'm willing to take that sacrifice of living a simpler life or life in the slums uh, because I, I have that honor of serving the Jedi. It's kind of the way I saw it, man. I don't know. I just, Jedi need to pay the people. That's what I think. They need to pay well, their kinda, people. They're living it up. They yeah, need to pay but, better. 
I kind of think of them as like a, a nonprofit, you know? Okay. And yeah. so it's not like they're, they're a business that, okay. that can just generate that revenue. Um, they probably work largely off of uh, donations. Um, and mm. uh, that's, that's a really maybe. interesting question. That's, that's an interesting speculation. Yeah. You think the Jedi are funded by donations or they are mixed up somehow even deeper in the trade federation. I don't know. Oh, um, maybe probably not the trade know? federation, but maybe the state, you know, right. the Republic, like Republic. Maybe it's funded. taxes. Yeah. Is the Jedi funded. Like how do they get their money? Otherwise funds? are they kind of like NPR? Right. <clears throat> do they have like Jedi phone drives? Jedi uh, phone drives. A few times a year that interrupt the, the normal program. Like all you're wanting right. to do is watch Nova and it's a bunch of Jedis on there asking <laughs> for money. <laughs> Nova! What a call out! Nova! <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I was just struck by that. It bothered me. It bothered me that that the Jedi would, because the Jedi don't. I mean, I don't know. Have we seen how like Mace Windu and Yoda and Plo Koon? Have we seen any of their residences? Anakin, Ahsoka. I don't know if we have. No, I don't think. I know that the. I know that the. Like in the prequels, it seems like they're always in really fancy places, but that just could be the public spaces that they operate in, um, not necessarily official Jedi funded. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, locations. do they live in the live in the temple? I'm guessing. Yeah, maybe so. That was and, a suggestion uh, I got, but and they always have really neat little ships, you know. So they got to get money for that stuff. Um, but again, that could be more like, well, yeah, but that's about the mission. We're not trying to, you know, we're not trying to make you live a, live a fancy life. We're just trying to make sure you can do your job as a peacekeeper or, or, you know, during the clone wars, more than, more than just peacekeepers, of course, but true. And like you think today, like a, uh, uh, cops in 50, $60,000 SUVs that don't make half that as their yeah. salary for a year. That's fair. You know, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. I think we've, I think we've cracked it. Um, the Jedi are most likely Republic funded, a Republic funded entity. I'm sure there's an official canon answer to that somewhere. Where do the Jedi get their money? That that feels like something that would have been asked before. Um, that probably is is spoken to somewhere. Um, but uh, but great. Okay, I'm glad I brought that up. Good music in this art. Oh, great music, especially at the end. Great animation. Tell me about Tarkin. Did y'all like his appearance here? I did. I wasn't a fan of him a whole lot when we first saw him. Yeah. Um, but I did like him in this. I, I like seeing him. He's um, a jerk. He is. Yeah. But I mean, this arc really made him out to be a, a jerk. The last arc was like, yeah, he's kind of a jerk. He's kind right. of a stuck up jerk. But um, but this one was like, like there's one point he like grabs a, Ahsoka's mouth or something and squeezes her cheeks together while he's talking to her. Just made me want to punch him so bad. I mean, um, it's character buildup basically because we know what he's going to do. And then, oh, yeah. Sure. You know, they have to raise slowly raise the bar i think at some point because otherwise it's you're, you're telling me he was just born this this evil to where he can kill billions of people you know yeah, without yeah. a blink so what about barris obviously barris ends up being the uh the the guilty person right the person who was behind the attacks on the jedi order um 
feels burned by what we explain again what exactly was her motivation let me all explain that to me she thinks the jedi are working in ways in which they should not be she thinks okay. they should be more peacekeepers than warriors and so she resorts to terrorism to send that message it's hmm. one way to do it well they're they're very political involved you know their their political involvement in this war that needs to end and she's unhappy about that i mean i can i can see i i I do not condone (laughs) but i can see how uh people would get those ideals you do not condone turning people into humans bomb with nano human bombs with nano droids no i don't i don't condone terrorism um (laughs) but i do see how that could motivate somebody to uh, act against a group Um, okay Sure. Supporting the government. Well, and she's gone through a lot, right? Um, well, didn't her master die? Didn't her master get killed? Or maybe not. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe her master is still alive. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that I was... think her master's still alive. It's the oh, okay. Um, okay. We saw her on Geonosis. Uh, I forget her name, but yeah. But her, okay, yes. This is the one. This was the. Is this the the zombie episode? Yeah, Barris yeah, was her. her. That's that's where her where her master was like, "Hey, I'm cool if my Padawan dies. It's fine." Yeah, and then later okay. she's she's the one who's captured by the queen, and Obi Wan's like, "Let's experiment and see how this looks." And she's like, "I'd rather not." As they're the about Jedi to, like, master the was worm. captured, not Barris. Right, the Jedi correct. master was was yeah. captured. Right, yeah, yeah. But y- y'all remember we had a little bit of a back and forth on that uh, episode where. I thought it was pretty messed up that she's just going to walk away and leave, leave her Padawan. And y'all were like, that's the Jedi way, you know? And I didn't get it. I, didn't, I still never got where y'all were coming from. I, I don't think yeah. it makes a lot of sense. And maybe, maybe and it looks like Barris. I was, looks like I was right. Yeah. Barris was um, uh, left to die when she didn't need to be. Anakin was like, no, I'm, I'm going to stick with my Padawan. Uh, we're going to do whatever it takes to dig her out of here. And we're putting off our next step until that happens. And, um, and maybe that did, maybe that had a big impact on Barris. Did you get the feeling that Barris, someone was pulling the strings of oh, Barris? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, she was not working alone and it never gave a hint about who in the world she might be working with or, I don't but, think I mean, there was a really a direct hint. It's got to be Palpatine, though, right? It's always yeah. Palpatine. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know that Barris was really capable of all of the planning and, and everything that went behind what happened there. Um, don't even know that she's necessarily would have necessarily on her own gotten to the point where she would be willing to kill innocent people because that's what she did. She blew yeah. up an innocent man far as we know was innocent um and uh killed a bunch of other innocent people to send her message for somebody to reach the point where they would do that there's got to be some kind of brainwashing that goes on right like you don't you're not just left to your own devices you don't just come to that conclusion that this is what i should do um so while i don't know that it was stated or even implied it seems clear that uh clear to me that palpatine palpatine was behind this i think that's a safe conclusion all right, Ventress. I have, I I have a few mixed. Idea, okay, all right. Well, let's t- let's talk about it. Why did you love her appearance here? So, I, I was really puzzled to see her at first, and so yeah. that threw me off. But 
you know, the more I start thinking about it and her being a bounty hunter, it makes great sense. She was, I mean, she needs to do something. Uh, she has the skills for bounty hunting. Coruscant's a great place to find lots of bounty walking around, especially in the underworld. And I, I mean, she's, I mean, she's a Sith. So in my mind, you know, she can hide in the shadows real well. It's a good place for her to be. Now her decision, that's the, that, and I really want to talk about this, her decision to actually let Ahsoka go on the agreement that, you know, you'll put in a good word and maybe they'll pardon me. That's a pretty big risk on Ventress's part, especially since none of that actually worked out in the end. Right. Yeah. I was really confused by her motivation. I mean, what, what could Ahsoka even say? I mean, Ventress is a war criminal. <laughs> She's done horrible things, you it's know? Like, hey, Dooku tried to kill you. He tried to kill me too. So we're friends yeah. now. Yay. It's like, oh, I understand where you're coming from because, you know, um, no. Like at the end where she told Anakin that she thought she thought they were they were very similar. And Anakin was like, no way, you're not. They're not. I'm with Anakin. They're not anywhere close to similar. And her point was, well, my master turned his back on me and look at you. You're not standing up for her. And OK, that's a good point. Um, but uh, but no, Ventress's goodness in this arc, the lack of evil, um, it didn't feel completely justified to me. It didn't ruin it for me, but but it it felt like this is this this almost just feels like a different Ventress um, than than the person that this series has established her to be so far. So my thought, she uh, she knows eventually um, Palpatine is going to get her, or the Jedi is going to get her. Right? She knows it's probably inevitable. Look, I'm a war criminal; can't stay hidden forever. Yeah, Got to get sure. on with this bounty hunting. If I'm going to get caught eventually, might as well have uh, some, even if it's a long shot, might as well have somebody on the Jedi order saying, you know what? I've seen some real change. They helped this. Mm, okay. So I could see that out of desperation um, saying, all right, you know what? When the time comes, you'll be there to not be totally against me. I mean, I guess she's sort of uh, got that sense of desperation um, with her, for sure. Um, maybe her association with Sith was part of what made her so evil to begin with. And with that broken off, maybe she's lost the purpose behind her evil to such an extent that she's falling back on, on wait, I don't have to be this bad. Like that was just kind of a thing that I did for Dooku. But yeah, she didn't kill the clones. She sliced all their blasters in half and knocked them out. Yeah. Uh, didn't kill them. Kind of to prove to Ahsoka she didn't have to, I think. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, her whole family, both her working family, you know, in the sense of Dooku and her literal family in the sense of the Night Sisters are either dead or out to get her still. So she really has no one. So in the sense that she is sort of a new person, I mean, not her character, obviously is not, but in the sense that she has no purpose, like you said, at this point, and who does she go back to? She, where does she go back to? So I have bad news. This is the last appearance of Ventress in the Clone Wars. That's what the Wikipedia said. 
and that's kind of a spoiler, I guess, but like, this isn't going to be in the clone. This character isn't going to be in the clone wars anymore. It doesn't seem like a bad spoiler to me. Um, there was a planned arc to further dig into her character that was canceled and novelized alternatively called the dark disciple. Now that's in our list and we'll have to figure out in a few weeks if we're all going to try to read it um, and talk about it, or if any of us want to try to read it and talk about it. But um, that is how apparently that's the only way to learn more about Ventress, at least as far as the clone wars is concerned. I don't know if she appears in any of the other star Wars media, or if y'all may be privy to that, but, but this could be the last we see of Ventress, which, uh, which is a little disappointing to me when I read that, I actually read that just before this podcast. And it feels like, um, an unworthy end if this is if this is it hmm. that is a little depressing so i hope she comes up in like mandalorian or obi-wan yeah. or, okay or something like that sure and hearing sure. that i was ho- i was hoping they wouldn't kill her off because i like how they bring up all these new characters are these right. old characters yeah. and live yeah. action a live action ventress older mm-hmm. uh, might be pretty stinking cool so so I don't know what happens in the dark disciple, of course, the novel um, that could answer all the questions. You know, maybe she dies in that who knows, but if not, I think that's a really, really great point. In fact, if she is still alive after the events of dark disciple and does not appear anywhere else, um, <laughs> I'd say it's a pretty safe bet to assume that she will be <laughs> in one of those live action shows. I mean, at some point they're going to have to pull from something. They've got like, like 10 different new things coming out for star Wars and half of those are series. So, so yeah, uh, the Obi-Wan series would be awesome too, because her and Obi-Wan have some background. Imagine you and McGregor, <laughs> uh, in a live action confrontation with Ventress, uh, or yes, collaboration, please. please. Yeah. Or collaboration, Ooh. right? Because if she's, if she's changed she's kind her of, ways, that's right. They're implying that she's and, not so bad anymore. So and he needs his help to keep who needs her help to keep Luke a secret or something, you know, Ooh, man, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. Now the two big ones, y'all tell me who you want to talk about first, because this is really what the arc is about. Anakin and Ahsoka. Who you want to talk about? Let's talk about Ahsoka. I think Anakin is actually a more significant uh, player in this arc, even then, so even though the arc's about Ahsoka, I think I think that what I saw in Anakin is maybe even more interesting than what we saw in Ahsoka. But what we saw in Ahsoka was was incredible. Um, what y'all think about Ahsoka in this arc? It was awesome. I love. I texted y'all a GIF of it a little while ago. A GIF, GIF. I don't know, GIF. <laughs> the little animated picture <laughs> you can text each other um, uh, of her defending herself against the stun blasts you remember mm-hmm. uh awesome moment man her use of a lightsaber running around and jumping through the environment being chased by like a horde of clone soldiers um pulling out her double lightsabers and just running uh and using all her jedi skills to escape was was quite a moment to see not only because it was incredibly well done not only as far as the animation and the timing and the music and the environment, all all that stuff was just so good. Um, Not only because her skills were super impressive, but also because um, seeing 
clones turn on her like that. Oh, hurt me. I hated it. I mean, I loved it, but I hated it because uh, it it dehumanized the clones a lot for me. You know, I keep trying to think of the clones as like, no, they're more than just these mindless soldiers. But when push comes to shove, they're going to do what the person in charge says to do. Go, go attack Ahsoka. They're trying to kill her until Anakin basically stops them and says, no, stun her. I mean, that moment where all those clones are after her and all these clones that she has fought alongside with through this whole series, who she has been so concerned over their livelihoods, um, not, not livelihoods, but of, of, of their lives in battle. Uh, and maybe, maybe not, you know, that's debatable, I guess, but, um, but has seemed to really be um, companions with them uh, and, and that they've had a lot of mutual respect. And it may not, maybe it's not these exact clones that are chasing her. Uh, although I think Rex is among them for part of it, isn't he? Yeah. Um, to see them just go after her like she's an enemy like that um, bothered me a lot. Bothered me they, a lot. They definitely have a relationship because when Wolf, she clearly knows Wolf, Commander Wolf. Um, and because when, you know, they came in, they saw Letta, they, they thought she had strangled her, killed her, whatever. Um, they come in and he's like, I would have done the same thing too, Commander, if I were in your shoes. I don't blame you but I've got to do this. And just yeah. the way they kept, when they were shooting at her, they still kept calling her commander. commander. Yeah, sure. I mean, it wasn't Ahsoka or prisoner. It was still commander. So clearly they, you know, have some type of relationship, but it's, it's that from the top down, if they get the orders to do it, they're going to do it no matter what. Whereas the Jedi more question, and we've seen it too, to be fair, we've seen it some with clones who question orders. But we've seen it a lot more from Jedi than we'd have the clones. Right. And maybe if we could have seen their faces, we would have seen the conflict. But they all were in helmets, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, on the other hand, and, and maybe we can jump back and forth a little bit between these two. Um, Anakin during that moment was incredible, right? Just that that expression on his face of confusion and anger and just like, he didn't know what to do. And he's so mad at, at himself almost. Right. I don't know whoever animated that expression. It was so perfect and it communicated so many things. Um, and it was just frozen the whole time. He just had the, like this stone look of, get back here, Ahsoka. We're going to sort this out. You need to come here now. And when she wouldn't, and there's nothing he can do about it, his expression doesn't change. You know, it's just in a good way. It's just that, okay, we've got to stop her. Don't kill her. Stop her. Um, but you could see that, that conflict growing within him <laughs> the yeah. whole time. Um, I loved it. So good. What a moment. What a scene. So the, uh, the lightsaber, action and all it it was really believable uh to the way she was having to swing them and 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 stuff like that it didn't look like a cartoon character right trying to survive you know it looked like a like a, a jedi out there trying to uh trying to stay alive so good yeah it was so good i love the look of the blast and this is a, a minute detail i guess but the look of those blaster the stun circles coming at her and what they did when you hit them with a lightsaber, you know, it's like a, 
it's like an, un, an unanswered question to this point that we've never actually even asked, <laughs> but I'm so glad we now know what happens when you block a light, uh, you block a, uh, a stun shot with a lightsaber. <laughs> I thought the exact sort of same thing. <laughs> dissolve. Um, I was like, so is, cool. is this even possible? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so cool looking. Um, so cool looking. So since we're talking about Anakin and Ahsoka here, I have to tell you, I think maybe not the best, but what I thought was maybe the most impactful dialogue of the whole arc was right at the very end when Anakin said, I understand wanting to walk away from the order more than, you know, Mm. and then Ahsoka says, I know. And I'm like, so she knows his feelings like, you know, he acts like he's been trying to hide these, trying to suppress some of these feelings that he's had, but she's known it, you know, not all along, but at some point she's caught on. And just the sense that she is walking away, but he isn't, but she knows that he does want, there was just so much in there. I mean, just how, how disillusioned, he is and is now going to be further becoming with the Jedi order because of this. There was just, yeah. you know, just, it was huge. Yeah. I think you're jumping to that very last scene, right? Where she yeah. makes that final decision. Yeah, man, that moment. Um, I don't know if I cried, but I welled up a little bit, just a little, just a little, I don't think I, I don't think any tears fell, but I was just really impacted by that moment where she walks away and there's nothing you can do about it. She's out of the Jedi order. I was not expecting it for one thing. <laughs> no, like I kind of was, but, but I was still just shocked when it happened, you know? Yeah. And you know, the whole walking away from the Jedi order, like Jedi get these people when they're little kids, you know? Yeah. Like Anakin right. was old for starting his training. Yeah. And so it's literally like all she's ever known. Yeah. This is her whole life. And she's like, can't do it anymore. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty awesome. Pretty lost uh, trust and confidence in the Jedi order. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think you get this without watching Clone Wars, how really backwards the Jedi can seem. you know, we've talked about it a few times. Like this just doesn't seem right. But just from watching the movies, you're like, Oh, the Jedi are great. They're these noble, right. you know, warriors, these, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like, uh, 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 you know, just follow, you know, they, they follow the code and they're these great um, uh, people that do right no matter what type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you start watching Clone Wars, you're like, what is right in this situation? Like this, this didn't seem right. And and then you have these Jedi that are blowing ships up because they're like, this is clearly not right. And so uh, this episode, uh, the appreciation for that side of it uh, yeah. definitely comes out in this episode. Um, and it, it's interesting because I've seen these theories before where it's like, you know, the Jedi really are the bad guys. Um, which fast forward to the, the newest set of sequels, right. Um, where Kylo Ren's like, forget the Jedi. 
you know, let's let the past die and just start over. It's like, he, he's kind of got a point. Yeah. Like, probably not going about it the right way. No, with, definitely with not. Snoke <laughs> and following in, you know, like worshiping Vader's helmet. Yeah. Uh, and killing his dad and right, all kind right. of stuff, you know, but he's kind of got a point like the Jedi are outdated and have lost their way. Let's just right. start something new here and use the force to, uh, to have some order, you know, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Man, yeah. I want to compare. Some... Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, please. I just got so frustrated. Johnny talking about the Jedi order. I felt the frustration of Anakin when they yeah. told Ahsoka, like, he's like, you're banded, disbanded. He's like, you've oh, already yeah. decided this. Haven't you? This is just a mockery. I'm like, I was right. I was like, yeah, this is a joke, you know? So, I mean, I was getting into it too, because we've, we've built up Ahsoka so much as a character at this point that, I mean, just to see them let her go like that, to treat her like that. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, you know, I think of uh, when they were finally like, you know what, this was a good test of whether or not you'd make a good Jedi. I can see them like all meeting after this trial and be like, Oh no, what do we <laughs> We messed up. You know, we could apologize. Nope, nope, don't apologize. Bad idea. Let's, uh, apologize. let's say this death sentence was really good for your training. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Ready? All in agreement? Aye. And then they bring her up and it's like, forget you guys. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can't yeah. be a part of this anymore. Yeah. Uh, and and I think it's less maybe maybe not less but it's more than just the ideology i think she's obviously got some ideological issues with the jedi that she is in large part uh learned from anakin right but this was more than that this was okay yeah i've got some ideological problems but that's that's my people right that's my family and when her family turned their back on her and she felt like she had nowhere to go and no one that she could trust, including Anakin. Right. Um, what's the point of staying anymore? Right. What a moment, man. Okay. Anything else? Something about Barris I meant to mention earlier. I'll go ahead and throw out there. Did y'all notice she's like worshiping a little idol? What was that about? She was like, Oh, and her down in her room and praying to this little idol or something. when they went and found her weird. Maybe she's Hindu or something. <laughs> anyway. Good call, Cliff. I make fun of the North Koreans. You play it safe. You just make fun of the Hindus. <laughs> what are the Hindus going to do? <laughs> One thing, this, I mean, not that it has anything to do with anything, but just in watching the jail, like go through the jail, Ahsoka did, um, it was almost creepy how similar to a Star Destroyer the interior of that place looked like. You know, because I'm not thinking of, you know, four, five, and six, that sort of architecture and design. And then when she's walking through and then the prison, how it's set, I'm like, I feel like I've seen this somewhere before. And I really don't, it's not, it's becoming more clear with the more episodes we're going through at the, or the, oh, yeah. the further along we're getting, you can see that transition happening. Yeah. John, you mentioned that before too. Um, it's coming through the Imperial theme. We heard the Imperial theme at least once, maybe twice during this arc. Um, uh, so it's coming along. 
that transition is definitely better here. And even with Anakin, you think about the Anakin we get in episode three, who's just kind of bitter and whiny almost, you know, you kind of get the impression that he's whiny. Um, imagine, <laughs> and I know I talk bad about George Lucas a lot and he's definitely got, you know, got it coming sometimes, but, <laughs> but think about like, maybe, maybe George Lucas kind of had in the back of his mind that no, Anakin's been through a lot by this point. He's got reason to question. Maybe he didn't have all the specifics worked out, but kind of knew the general things that he wanted to happen. Um, and, uh, and, and when you, I think, I think the next time I watch episode three, I'm going to be thinking about, and I know Hayden Christians, Christensen wasn't thinking about this, but, um, but I'm going to be thinking about what is, what is, how does Anakin's portrayal here relate to the history that he has with Ahsoka specifically and the bitterness that he has toward the Jedi order because of the way that they've handled situ- that this particular arc even um, surrounding her and maybe even resents himself to some extent because of it. Right. Sanikin hates himself this whole arc. He hates every action that he takes um, and he's mad, but he's, he's not just mad at the, he's not mad at the Jedi and he's not mad at Ahsoka. Right. He's, it's like he's mad at himself because he doesn't know what to do yeah. um, and he can't fix it. It just makes him so angry um, and frustrated. Um, and that's eventually what ends up being his down, downfall was with Padme, right? Cause he kind of is just at a loss as to how do I, how do I, how do I fix this um, when it's an unfixable situation? Cool. Let's rank it. John. Ten. Drew. I'm giving it a nine. Okay. I'm a nine as well. A my nine's reason, really good. Mine's slightly superficial, and I'll admit it, but Tim Curry is the voice of Palpatine. It oh, threw me off the whole time. Did it? I didn't even notice it. I read that later, but, uh, but I didn't notice it. The moment I heard it, I was like, that's not Palpatine's voice. That's not yeah. Palpatine. But I think, I think the actual voice actor died. Um, yeah, he did. And so they had to, so I think Tim Curry is it for the rest of Clone Wars. Um, but. Okay. So I didn't really have anything I didn't like and it added a lot yeah. to Star Wars for me. So that's why it's okay. a 10. It definitely did all that. And that's why it's as high as it is for me. Um, it's a nine because I was, um, I, I just don't love Ventress in this arc. And that's probably the biggest. I really love Ventress as a character. I have loved Ventress as a character. And where they took her in this arc um, didn't deepen her, made her a little bit more shallow, in my opinion. Uh, besides that, I loved everything. I love what they did with Anakin and Ahsoka. And that's really what it was all about. I love what they did with the clones as well in sort of portraying them as, as much more cold than they have been so far um, and giving us a different a different viewpoint on, on maybe how we should be thinking about clones. Um, but, uh, but yeah, nine is a great rating. I mean, I loved this arc. Obviously it was fantastic. Um, the final scene is if I could give it higher than a 10, I would, that, that moment was incredible. Um, the chase scene where Ahsoka's was running away that we talked about for a lot. Oh, that's, that's the easiest, probably the easiest 10 of any scene yet. Um, Maybe with the exception of Palpatine versus Maul. <laughs> that one's a pretty easy 10 as well. Um, but uh, I'll tell you, but there was the something battle. about the atmosphere and everything. 
um, and what that was conveying that, that really, really got me. Got the job. battle between Ahsoka and uh, what's her name? Barris. Barris. No, Ventress. Was it Barris? No, Barris. No, Barris fought against Barris had Ventress's uh, lightsabers. That, that, that was against Anakin, right? No, no, was that, that was against in no, the warehouse, John. You're thinking of the warehouse, right? Yeah. Oh, in yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, in the that, warehouse, right? That battle, the the way they uh, move their lightsabers and sure. uh, jumped yeah. around again, very uh, great, uh, very. And I don't know if they did this on this one, but uh, you know, I've seen seen some behind the scenes things where they put them in those like video game suits, and it's actual people. Um, you know, the suits with the, the dots all over yeah. them that help you track your movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actual people. I don't know if they did this on this episode, uh, but they definitely could have because it was very believable. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So, Dude, this arc has me primed for the rest of the next season just because I am so excited to see how Anakin takes this moving forward. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I have a pretty good idea of how he's going to take this, but just to see what they do with it, I'm so excited. You wonder if if Ahsoka had stuck around, could she have prevented Anakin's turn? I think it's possible she could have. I think he cares about her so much that if anybody could have pulled Anakin back to the light, she could have. But as much as this episode portrayed him as walking away from her, Without realizing it, she's sort of abandoning him as well, I think, in this moment. John, did we lose you? You still here? You're frozen on our end here. I can't. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Oh, we lost John. I'll see if I can get him back in the call here. Um, but, Drew, why don't you – do you have the uh, next week's arc up oh. for us? What episodes are in that arc? Have you, have you looked at that? I had it up a minute ago, out. so I can, I can do it this time if you need me to. If you have it, you can go ahead. I'm going to pull it up. Okay. Let's see who gets to it first. Okay. Next week. Um, well, if I'm, yeah, if I'm reading this right. Yes, I am. Okay. Is Ahsoka's walkabout episode 705 gone with a trace 706 deal. No deal. 707 dangerous debt and 708 together again. So wow, we're that's skipping. interesting. We're skipping season all six. of season six and going yeah. straight into the middle of season seven. Wow. Okay. Well, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. That's not what I was expecting to read. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pumped though. I'm ready for some season seven. <laughs> Ahsoka's walkabout. So I guess that's right after she leaves then. So yeah. Yeah. Are you sure that one's next? It's, it's in the Google doc you sent me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. cool yeah i guess so so um yeah maybe there's a big gap in what what exactly happens to ahsoka after she walks away here that was never answered in the original season six that season seven decided they would go back and cover that's what i assume um i'm pumped it looks like we're gonna get another ahsoka centered arc love ahsoka love where she is right now as a character uh this should be this should be pretty good Plus, I think season seven is pretty well loved universally across the board. Um, and so, uh, so this should be good. All right. If you want to email us, send an email to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. I guess I should peek. And you know what? John's, John got kicked off and he's not going to make it back on. 
So uh, if we got any emails, I didn't check. I forgot to this week. Uh, but I will check before our next episode and we'll cover it then. We probably don't though. Uh, if you want to email us, email us there. And thanks for listening.